all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Say they be Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome into another preview episode of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I am your host, Andrew Galata. You could follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata. And then also, you could follow the podcast on Twitter at The Who Dat Dis. And we have a very interesting episode in store for you guys as we're going to analyze this Saints Vikings matchup here on Christmas Day. So, first off, happy holidays to everyone. Merry Christmas to everyone that celebrates. And this should definitely be a very interesting game here on Christmas. And, uh, you know, look, I think it's good that the Saints are playing on another holiday. They did the last two years on Thanksgiving. Now they play on Christmas this year. So I think that's all really good. Get the team, you know, another primetime game. I think we'd love to see that. And, you know, kind of get the Saints, you know, etched into, you know, the holiday schedule, which I, which I think it is uh, very good for the team. And they play really one of their rivals now, the Vikings, who they've had their troubles in the past with. But the Vikings only six and eight, six and eight excuse me, this season and I feel like this Saints team coming in, this is a prime spot for them to clinch their division here on this Friday Christmas Day game. And it would be a great Christmas present to, I mean, win the NFC South against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Everyone picked them to start the year and then to clinch it and saying this is still our division. I think that is really important. So this is the game to do it, in my opinion. So let's, I mean, if you're the Saints, let's go out and do it. And look, they're playing the Vikings team that's banged up 6-8. and eight. They're coming off a two-game losing streak. Definitely their momentum is way down right now. So if you're the Saints, if you can go out and get a nice lead early, take Dalvin Cook out of this game, I think that would be really big here for the team. But I think we're just going to jump right in here to our notes. And as always, we'll start off with what Vegas is saying, with what ESPN's matchup predictor is saying. So we'll start off there with ESPN's football power index, and they give the Saints a 72.6% chance to win, which is obviously really good. And I think this has to do with the Vikings just not playing that good. And uh, this Saints team getting back, Drew Brees, I think that's also really good. And the Saints played the Chiefs really tough. And if they played like that, you know, this week, I think they'll easily get the win. I don't want to say easy because no no game in the NFL is easy, but I think they will get the win. So that's just kind of what, what I think there. And then with what Vegas is saying, the Saints are now six and a half point favorites, which is, again, I think a really good sign. I think this is something for the Saints. Um, it shows that, look, people are picking them. There's some confidence with that. So obviously that is really, really good there. And again, that's just kind of what you know, the predictors are saying, but now we'll move over to our team stats. And I think it is really interesting, especially looking at the Saints offense right now. It's 16th in yards and 9th in points. Definitely not, I think, as good as we're accustomed to seeing it. I think that had to do with Taysom Hill being the quarterback for four games. But last week, not that many yards. Obviously, you got the points, so that 29 points, but not that many yards. And I feel like, again, you want to talk about Drew Brees coming back, getting that rust off. I think he did that in that first quarter, first half. But, I mean, second half, I think he was really good. It was more of the receivers. That was the issue. They didn't have the receiving, um, you know, talent. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, to get open. The receivers did not play good in this game. And, again, I think that's to be expected when you have practice squad players. And, again, that's going to be interesting to see how Sean Payton schemes that because the Saints probably won't have Traquan Smith. They definitely won't have Michael Thomas or Deontay Harris. So that means, you know, you're looking at, really, Emmanuel Sanders, Maybe Marquez Callaway, as he was just designated to return to practice, which is obviously the first huge step to him returning, which I think would be 
very important because as we know, he was definitely a contributor when he uh, was on the field earlier in the season, especially without Michael Thomas. So that I think would be a huge boost for the Saints. And then obviously you have uh, little Jordan Humphrey and Juwan Johnson and then Timothy Lewis. We all know that. And again, you, you kind of want to get some opportunities. I mean, obviously they're going to get some just because they're going to be on the field a lot, but you want more opportunities to Sanders and Callaway and Kamara and Cook. Hopefully Brees and Cook could get on the same page. I think that could bring a new dimension to the offense. If those two can get clicking, I think all that would obviously be big. And that, I mean, I hope that that yards amount goes up, the points, you know, goes up those rankings and that's something that, you know, at least still in the top 10 of points, but you want to see that get better, especially in these last two games and then going on here into the postseason. You want to see the offense start to click a lot more. I think it was getting to that point at the end of last week, but now this week, let's put it all together, have a nice game on prime time. I think that would be really big for the offense. And then flipping it uh, over to the Vikings and their rankings, they're fifth in yards and 14th in points. So as you see, look, they got a lot of yards. And again, they're not scoring as many points. So again, we all know they're really good at running the ball with Dalvin Cook. But, I mean, and also, Adam Thielen, great in the red zone. Justin Jefferson has been outstanding. Offensive line, not so good. But they definitely have a good offense. Your top five in yards, that's huge. Uh, 14 the points isn't great. That just shows that they're not great in the red zone and converting. But they have a lot of great weapons, and they could definitely take advantage of you with, to me, that big three with Cook, Thielen, and Jefferson. But if you can get pressure on Cousins and, again, make him beat you, I think the Saints will be in good shape here uh, for this Vikings offense. And then flipping it over to the defense, you have the Saints, their top five defense, in my opinion, your third in yards, sixth in points, and they just had a great game to me last week. They played over 90 snaps, which is almost a game and a half. So, again, give them a, give them a ton of credit to what they did to Patrick Mahomes and uh, that offense, and I feel like if they put that same performance or anything close to that performance here on Friday, they should get the win here against the Vikings. So that's just kind of what I'm thinking there. I'm, I really do think that this defense is going to, if it stays at that, that Chiefs level or something like that Chiefs level, I think that they're going to have some success here in this game and be able to do some good things here against this Vikings offense, even though you do have, you know, some really good talent there with Cook, with Thielen, with Jefferson, but we all know the Chiefs did too, and the Saints held their own. So again, that's what um, here I'm, I'm expecting for the Saints defense, keep that top five uh, nature here for the group. And then the Vikings defense has not been good this season. I mean, I think that's the main reason here when you're looking at this team that they're 6-8 and eight and probably going to be outside of the playoff picture. I mean, you're 23rd in yards, 25th in points, ton of injuries. I mean, you just want to go through their injuries. We're going to get into the injury report, but that just doesn't show all these guys on IR. You have Anthony Barr on IR, uh, Kenny Wilkes on IR, Mike Hughes on IR, Miles Dorn on IR, and the list really almost goes on and on. They traded Yannick, which is obviously a big trade there. You have Chris Boyd on IR, another corner. Uh, George Ioka, he's on IR, and then the million questionable players they have right now. Um, again, they're banged up, and I feel like that's where the Saints could take advantage of that linebacking group really banged up without Eric Hendricks, and he's just been outstanding this season. One of the lone bright spots from this Vikings defense, and he looks like he's going to miss this game, and I feel like that's something that's really going to hurt that defense. So again, that's just what it is for them. They're a bottom 10 defense, and the Saints have to take advantage of that, even if they don't have a lot of weapons. I think they could take advantage of it, so I think that's obviously really big. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. But again, I feel like this is some this is a group that the Saints have some good matchups and they should definitely be able to take advantage of them. So that's kind of what it is 
for the team stats and then moving over to our injury report as always. So we have the injury report through Wednesday as they'll practice one more time on Thursday, but we have it only through Wednesday. So we'll tell you who didn't practice, who was limited here. And we'll start off with the Saints here. Traquan Smith with an ankle injury. He didn't practice Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll see what his status is on Thursday. But again, I, I wouldn't rush anyone back. And Traquan's one of those players that was out that got out last week. So, I mean, I'd expect him to miss this game, but again, you want to see, I would err on the side of caution. I mean, obviously you want to see Thursday's practice, but again, I would err on the side of caution and uh, I'd be surprised if he went in this one. Andrus Pete, he also got injured in the Chiefs game, but then he came back and he didn't practice on Tuesday, but then he came back Wednesday and he was limited. So I think if he practices, you know, a good go on Thursday, I think he'll play. If not, I don't think he'll play. So that's just kind of what it is there, but that's something to watch out for if he doesn't go. But, I mean, because he's trending upward, I think he will play, but it'll be interesting to see how that all works out. Then you have Nick Easton, who has a concussion, and this will be another week that he'll be out because he didn't practice Tuesday or Wednesday, so it doesn't look like he'll uh, play on Friday. I mean, that's something that's it's been a little longer of a time, but I think this is his um, second concussion this season, so it's going to probably take him a little longer time to get back and something to watch out for because... Um, you know, when you have more concussions, obviously it's going to take longer for you to return through that con- concussion protocol. So that's definitely something to watch out for for the Saints. As again, I think Cesar Ruiz has played better, definitely played better last week, and uh, you're hoping that he continues to get better in the absence of Nick Easton. Then Marcus Williams, uh, he has an ankle injury. It seems like he kind of missed and dodged that big injury, and it seems like he's only going to have a low ankle sprain, which isn't too bad of an injury here, and he could definitely bounce back to and play in the playoffs, but he didn't practice Tuesday or Wednesday, so I don't expect him to go Friday, but I expect him to be not out long-term and probably be ready for the playoffs, if not next week. And then finally, you have players that were in limited. That was Carl Granderson, Malcolm Brown, and Trey Hendrickson. I think the majority of those players should play, if not all, be interesting because I think, you know, you have two neck injuries in there, so that's something to definitely look out for. So you definitely want to err on the side of caution. But I think, you know, with limited, if you're limited Tuesday, Wednesday, and let's say you practice on Thursday, fine. You kind of expect uh, them to go, but that's definitely going to be something to watch out for. But uh, again, we'll see what happens. But I mean, at this point of the season, you clinched a playoff berth, and I feel like you you should definitely win one of the next two games to get the division. So I think at this point, you want to get everyone healthy because it seems like you're going to play Wild Card Weekend. And if you want to see all the Saints uh, playoff matchups and situations, definitely check out my video on YouTube. We went through every scenario. So definitely check that out if you guys haven't already. Uh, but I feel like right now with uh, these three guys are on the side of caution, but if they're ready to go, uh, I think you'll let them play here because this is obviously a really big game for the Saints. And then moving over to the Vikings, you have starting off, they have a big list. This is a big list. We'll start with the people that uh, didn't practice. You have Jalen Holmes, defensive end. He did not practice Wednesday or Tuesday. You had Todd Davis, linebacker. He didn't practice Tuesday or Wednesday. You have Troy Dye. Uh, linebacker, he didn't practice Tuesday and Wednesday. Alexander Madison, backup running back, he didn't practice Tuesday and Wednesday. Their fullback, CJ Ham, who they use a lot, did not practice Tuesday or Wednesday. Eric Kendricks, who we talked about earlier, uh, he was been really good this season, but it doesn't look like he's going to uh, go in this one as he did not practice both days. Same with Kyle Rudolph. He caught the game-winning touchdown against the Saints in the wildcard round last season. It doesn't look like he'll be available for this one. So that's a really long list. I mean, the guys that were limited was Armand Watts. He had an ankle injury and he was didn't practice on Tuesday, but did practice on Wednesday. 
And then you have Jaheel uh, Johnson, knee injury. He was limited both days. Afidi Oden Igbu, he was limited both days. So that's something to look at. You have Hercules Mataafa. He was limited both days. And then you have Cameron Datzler. He was limited as well. So definitely be interesting to see how many of those guys have the limited play or that did not practice play. But that's a really big list here for the Vikings. So that's something to definitely look out for there. So I think with all that said, we are going to move over to our intriguing matchups. And I think we have some great matchups in this game that I definitely want to look out for. And the first one here is definitely Dalvin Cook. And Cook's a guy who's just been outstanding this year. I mean, he's 15 rushing touchdowns. He's just been outstanding. He has 16 total touchdowns, over 1,400 yards rushing. He's just been great. And as a, as a guy who's had Cook on his fantasy team, I could tell you he's just dominated games. So um, the Saints will have to stop him. And I think that starts off with, you know, your rushing defense, which wasn't good really against the Eagles. And then I think it got hurt last week against the Chiefs because you're playing very, very light boxes. And now you're going to go back to the heavy boxes against the Vikings and you have to stop the run. The main reason to me that they lost last postseason is because they didn't stop Cook. They have to stop Cook. So I think that's kind of your first order of business. Stop Cook. And I think it's a big matchup against one of the league's top rushing defenses. So again, because if you can stop Cook and you get ahead on offense, you start off 14-0. They really can't run that play action. It takes a lot of their offense out of the game. And that's really where they thrive. So if you can stop Cook early, get a nice lead, and then you don't even have to play the war of attrition with Cook if he's, you know, if they're down to multiple scores. Now I know easier said than done, but that's definitely something to look at there. Uh, but Cook is a bell cow. He's going to get his touches and you have to stop him because he's just so talented. And what he's done against, you know, a you know a Vikings offensive line that just hasn't been that good, that's going to be huge. So take try to take him out of the game early. And if you do that and really put the game on Kirk Cousins in a comeback, I feel like that's something that would be really big here for this Saints defense. But I mean, if you get into that close game with Cook, you just got to be able to stuff him. You got to be able to win the war of attrition. Got to take advantage of that offensive line. He's a great player. And that's something that I want to see. How will the Saints do against really a great running back? Because I feel like when looking, especially the last two weeks, you haven't played that good against the ground. You want to see that get better in this game. And I think this is a really nice test. And uh, look, I mean, the Saints have played, you know, some good running backs this year. I mean, they lost to Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones. Um, but, you know, when you just look through all of the, guy they, the guys they've played, I mean, Again, it's a pretty good list, so you just want to, you know, if you're the Saints, keep on stopping the run, doing a good job at that, because uh, that's something that will be very, very important here. Uh, going to the postseason, you got to win on your offensive-defensive lines, and this is, I think, a good test of that, if that, you know, makes good sense. I mean, look, if the Saints could dominate this Vikings team on both sides of the ball, I think that's a really, really important thing here going into the postseason, because really, Week 16, especially if you've clinched playoff berth, and, you know, if the Saints would win this game, they clinch their division. And then obviously you're still playing week 17 because it looks like at least the one seed will be like available. There won't, won't be clinched. Maybe it will be. But, you know, if, if it's not, you're still going to play your starters. But I feel like that week 16 game, especially against, you know, Vikings opponent, almost a rivalry game at that point, you're still, you know, a, a primetime game. This is kind of your your postseason atmosphere, postseason tune up. So um, that's something that I think will be really big. I mean, obviously week 17 will also be and, that, and that's a game you definitely want to win. But I feel like when you just look over these last few weeks, week 16 back in 2019 was that Titans game. That was kind of a postseason tune-up. I know it didn't work out for the Saints, but it really turned out to be a really good game. Michael Thomas broke the record. It was it was definitely a good kind of postseason atmosphere in Tennessee. 
And then you had in 2018 that Steelers game, which was just went down to the end. Uh, Sheldon Rankins forced that fumble. That was definitely a nice postseason kind of tune-up. And then in 2017, you had that Falcons game, which was definitely a postseason atmosphere to clinch the Saints a playoff berth. So again, that um, I think this could be a similar game in that respect. Maybe it was last week, but uh, I feel like right now week 16s have always been kind of that postseason tune-up for the Saints. And I think that is no different this year. I think it's really important here uh, for this team to get out and uh, uh, be able to kind of take advantage here of this Vikings team. Moving over to our second matchup, and we're going to move over to the Saints offense, and it's really what the Saints are doing with their skill position players, their receivers, especially through the air. Will the Saints be able to get separation? I think that's obviously the biggest question here going into this one. The Vikings safeties are very good. You have Harrison Smith, Anthony Harris, both are very talented players. Then you go to the outside, Jeff Gladney, Cameron Datzler, who's questionable in this game. You have Harrison Hand. Nothing really much here from these cornerbacks. I think the Saints could take advantage of those matchups, even if they don't have their top, top receivers going in this one. You still have Emmanuel Sanders. You still have, hopefully, you still have Marquez Calloway. And then you have Alvin Kamara, Jared Cook, and Troutman. Got to take advantage there. I think that's something that is going to be very, very important. This one, let's scheme up uh, guys open. Hopefully, Sean Payton has a good coaching day. I think he will. And especially you're also looking at this banged up linebacking group. You take advantage of that too. I think this is a matchup. Can the Saints get open? I think Breeze was really hitting a stride, especially really um, from that middle of the second quarter on. I think he was hitting his stride. He was starting to make plays. And this receiving group got no separation for him. And he's going to have to at least get some separation to you know start winning games. Now, obviously, that Chiefs team is one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league. So... I mean, well, let's see what the Saints can do against a lesser 6-8 and eight team. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But uh, I, I feel like getting separation will be very important. Can they scheme up separation? Can they just, you know, win, you know, a, a few one-on-one matchups? And I'm assuming that, especially without Michael Thomas, without Traquan Smith, that this Vikings group is going to play one-on-one and say, beat us. And that's going to be something that will be interesting to see. And I bet they'll have some... Uh, answer to Alvin Kamara, just like the Chiefs did. They were mixing everything up. They did a good job to try to stop uh, Kamara through the air, and they did a pretty good job at it. So we'll see what the Vikings do. They Do they do something similar? Do they not? Does Kamara take advantage? It will definitely be interesting to see what happens there. And then the final matchup, I mean, I, I feel like that, especially we're going to go back to the defense and the Saints defense. I want to see how our corners do against this great tandem of Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is definitely in the conversation for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Adam Thielen's been great in the red zone this season, and he's always given the Saints some trouble when they've won up against him. So I think that's something that's going to be really important in this one. How does our secondary do against some really nice weapons that the Vikings have? They've Thielen, Jefferson, obviously Dalvin Cook, Irv Smith's been pretty good as a tight end. Doesn't look like they'll have Kyle Rudolph, but still, I mean, this this Vikings team definitely has some top-notch weapons, and the Saints are going to have to stop them. Kind of reminds you of what they did last week and against a lot of great weapons, completely different weapons and what they do, but I feel like still great, talented players that you're going to have to stop. The Saints did it last week. Will they, they be able to do it uh, this week? I think that's going to have a lot to do with mixing up coverages, confuse Kirk Cousins, do all that stuff that the Saints did really well last week. Now let's convert it over to this week. I think it's going to be a really nice kind of benchmark to see what carried over from last week because I think they had a great performance, the secondary, uh, when they played the Chiefs. So how much of that 
will kind of move over to this week. And I think that's something that will be interesting to see because, I mean, if you're not getting burnt by Thielen and Jefferson, you're really able to kind of keep those guys in check. And Dalvin Cook isn't going to have a huge day. I think you're going to be in really good shape here playing this Vikings team. So I do think that is really important. And that's going to fall on Marshawn Lattimore, newly named Pro Bowler. And then, you know, you obviously, Janoris Jenkins, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, C.D. Deuce, Malcolm Jenkins, and then Marcus Williams. Uh, not, probably not Marcus Williams this week. Going to be a guy like P.J. Williams stepping up here because Marcus Williams probably will be out with an injury. So that means it's going to be guys like P.J. Williams. It's going to be guys um, like D.J. Swearinger stepping up in situations, and they're going to have to make some plays. And it's going to be very interesting to see if they did that. I really feel, even when Williams went out last week, the Saints still kept up, especially in that secondary, a nice... Um, level of play and I think that should continue this week and I think that's obviously going to be very big there so before we get into our group by group preview we are going to take a quick break you are listening to the who Dat discussion podcast welcome back into the who Dat discussion and now we're going to get into our group by group preview So in this segment, as we always do, we're going to go by each group, starting with the quarterbacks, all the way down to the coaching and special teams, and we're going to see who has the edge, the Saints or the Vikings. So starting off with the quarterbacks, we got Drew Brees, we got Kirk Cousins, and I'm going to take Drew Brees in this one. I I feel like he is the better quarterback. I mean, just looking at the stats, I mean, Brees has over 2,400 yards, 21 touchdowns, four picks. And obviously he missed those four games. And you have Kirk Cousins, who had over 3,500 yards, 29 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. And Cousins has his up, has his downs this season. Um, I feel like Breeze, I mean, I I liked how he kind of shook off the rust last week and ended up uh, doing a good job, uh, especially late in that game, brought the Saints back into it, especially that offense. I feel like got into a little of a rhythm because of Drew Breeze. And you would like to see that here continue this week. I'm going to take Drew just because I feel like right now, I think he's going to you know, really help this week in preparation, obviously Sean Payton too, to get these wide receivers in situations where they can succeed in. I think that it's going to be you know more of those, that situation where I think it was back when they played the Panthers and they played the Chargers when they had uh, Marquez Callaway go off in those games and the Saints were still able to manufacture 30 points. I think that you're going to see a lot of that in this game. I think you're going to be able to get Callaway open. You're going to get Emmanuel Sanders open. Uh, And I do think that's going to be really important in this one. And I feel like the Saints will be able to take advantage of that. And a lot of that has to do with Drew Brees' smartness and, you know, his intellect. And I think his cerebralness, that's going to really help in this game. So that's something that is really going to be big. And when you look at Kirk Cousins, you know, I kind of would like to put the game in Kirk Cousins' hands and say, you beat us. I feel like when the Saints lose to the Vikings, it's usually because they're getting hurt through the run. They're not uh, doing a lot of things well up front. That's what happened in last year's wildcard round. Let Kirk Cousins be you. And everyone goes back to that game and says, oh, Kirk Cousins won his first game in prime time and, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, You know, first playoff game. But he really only had one good throw in that game. It was really Dalvin Cook had a great game, two touchdowns, almost 100 yards. I mean, he had a really good game and the Saints are going to win. I feel like you'd rather put the ball in Kirk Cousins' hands. And I feel like you probably can't say the same if you're the Vikings. Uh, with the Saints. I, I feel like you're still obviously really nervous about Drew Brees, especially, you know, his cerebralness and what he's able to do here, even with practice squad receivers and maybe not the best talent uh, over at the receiver position. I think, especially with a banged up defense with the Vikings, you're if you're a Vikings fan, you're definitely still worried about this Saints, you know, quarterback and the Saints team on 
offense, especially through the air. So that's why I'm going to go with Breeze. Moving over to the skill position players, and I'm actually going to take the Vikings in this one just because how many wide receivers will be out for the Saints in this one. I mean, three out of your top five, maybe four, if Marquez Calloway can't go. But, I mean, when you're looking at this Vikings team, you have Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, um, Justin Jefferson, and Irv Smith. I mean, that's a pretty good list of skill position players, top-notch skill position players in my mind. And, again, when you're just looking at Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray, don't have Michael Thomas, so it's Emmanuel Sanders, and then, you know, Marquez Callaway, Jared Cook, who's not having the best of seasons, Adam Troutman, I will take the Vikings. They got more star power. Um, I think the Saints have more depth, but that depth is being tested right now, so maybe they may not even, you know, to be honest with you. I mean, again, I'll take the Vikings in this one here. In the skill position group, I think if the Vikings are going to win this game, they're going to be running the ball really nicely with Dalvin Cook, and then they're going to win in play action. They're going to be able to hit the deep shots with Justin Jefferson. They're going to be able to hit the deep shots with Adam Thielen and take advantage of it, and I feel like that's the way the Vikings win this game. So if you're the Saints... You got to stop them. And that and that's kind of where it starts here when defending the Minnesota Vikings. So that's obviously really big there for the Saints to defend. And on offense, got to scheme these guys open. Uh, you you got to, you know, if you're Drew Brees, you got to be able to, you know, hit those windows. I know it's very, very tough, but I think he can do it. And if you're Sean Payton, let's get those schemes going. Let's, because you're going to probably get a lot of one-on-one press coverage, especially with guys like little Jordan Humphrey. And then also, you know, Jawan Johnson, you're going to get a lot of press coverage find ways to scheme and win and get them open. I think that's going to be really important. And then in those crunch times, get the ball to Alan Kamara, get the ball to Emmanuel Sanders. And I think you're going to see, you know, get the ball to Jared Cook, your you know, more talented players. I think that's going to be really important in this one. Moving over to the offensive line, and I'm going to take the Saints in this one, even if Andrews Pete doesn't play, because this offensive line for the Vikings has not been good this year. I mean, you got Riley Reef, D- Dakota Dozier, uh, Gra- Garrett Bradbury, excuse me, there, Ezra Cleveland, and Brian O'Neill. And, you know, it just hasn't been good for those guys this year. I mean, when just looking at it, you have Riley Reef, who's played, you know, pretty average uh, this year. Uh, Brian O'Neill, same, maybe a little above average for both those guys. But when you go on the inside, it gets a little rough. You have Dakota Dozier, who's 78th out of 85 guards here of pro football focus. Not very good. Garrett Bradbury, he's 24th out of 36 among centers, among pro football focus. Um, Ezra Cleveland's been pretty actually average as a starter. So maybe he's a guy um, that I feel like he's been actually a positive move, positive draft pick for this Vikings team. On on tackles, you're not bad, but I feel like in the interior, that's somewhere the Saints could take advantage. So I think that will be really important here in this one. And when looking at the Saints team, you know, I really like what they're doing um, on this offensive line, what they did last week, I really should say. And I feel like if they can perfect what they did uh, last week, I think you're going to see a lot of great play out of this offensive line. You obviously love your tackles. It's the best combo in the league with Armstead and Ramchek. And then when you go into the interior, you like how Eric McCoy is playing. He played great last week. And Andrews P, when he's going and he's really playing good ball, I mean, everything seems to hum really nicely in that interior offensive line. And he had a good game last week, and you got to give him a ton of credit. So I feel like with him, and then also Cesar Reese had his best game in a long time. And I feel like he's progressing, and maybe people are still going to say, oh, he's not playing well. He is progressing, and you got to give him that. So I do think that's something that is really important when looking um, at this team and at this interior line. I think it's getting better every week. You just saw them blank one of the best interior linemen in the league with Chris Jones. And I think this is also going to be a test because what did the Vikings do in that a wild card game to really blow up 
that offensive line. It was stunts. It was get that inside pressure. They did it a lot. And if you're the Saints, you're going to have to stop that. So I think that like another stop here would be really big for this team because if they can really, um, you know, stop those stunts and get inside and block inside nicely, keep Drew Brees a nice clean pocket, I think that's a really step forward for this group. And I feel like they're going to be able to do that. So I'll take the Saints there on the offensive line, flipping it over to the defensive line, and I'll take the Saints as well. You have just a lot of injuries here for the Vikings up front. I mean, they're going to be without Daniel Hunter, who's just really good. He's on IR. I mean, out with Kenny Wilkes, as we said earlier. And then just looking at, you know, who they're starting right now, um, you have um, Ifadi Odenigbo, who we said before. I mean, look, I mean, these guys, it's not like you're playing against, you know, stars right now with this uh, Vikings, you know, edge rushers. And even up front, you have Shamar Steven, Jaheel Johnson. All all, all these guys are questionable too. Jalen Holmes, I mean... Again, it's it's especially what the Vikings were doing last year. You had a ton of talent there, a lot of veterans, a lot of star power. Definitely a lot of that's been taken away, which, again, it's definitely nothing against the guys that are playing right now, but I think that's one area that the Vikings definitely regressed in. It's getting pressure. It's being able to you know make quarterbacks feel uncomfortable, and I feel like that's something, you know, if you're the Saints, I mean, like last year you got beat really badly there, so if you can win there, I think that's something that's really big. And I feel like with a banged up group from the Vikings, that's obviously going to be really big for the Saints. And when you look at this Saints defensive line, I'm still you know very happy with the way they've been playing. They played really good last week. I mean, Cameron Jordan, hopefully he just doesn't get ejected this game. I think he's still having a solid season, not like the 13 sack season, but still a solid season. Being that point guard, a lot of different, you know, assisting sacks and stuff like that. You know, Trey Hendrickson, we'll see if he goes or not. He was limited the last few days. I mean, I don't know if they rush him or not, but he's just been great this season. 12 and a half sacks. He's been really good, like really, really good. And you got to give him a ton of credit, especially in a contract year. I feel like that's really big for him. And, you know, especially to see his stock keep going up and up. I think that's really important for him. And last week against a really good team, he dominated. So that's obviously really big there for them and you know up the middle you're still going to have Onyamata Rankins I feel like a stunts that you know the Vikings are not good against stunts so having Rankins there I think will be really good you obviously now may have Malcolm Brown coming back from an injury with you know being limited both days so that would I think be a nice boost and um then you have Shai Tuttle all those guys Malcolm Roach they've been good up front as well and then also Marcus Davenport almost forgot to mention him I think he's a guy that is going to come up in here and still give pressures I really like his athleticism and I think that he's a guy that's obviously still growing he's missed some time which is really kind of stunting his development a little bit but I feel like he's gonna get there I mean he has all the tools and he's starting to put it together and I think you know game by game he is getting better I mean last week he didn't uh look the best in some moments like he got crossed up by Patrick Mahomes obviously don't want that but I think he does you know some really good things to contain edges you know against um quarterbacks I think he's able to win a lot of bull rush speed rush type moves and you do need that guy so uh I think right now as a as a third rusher which he's really playing right now I think he's playing a nice complimentary role uh which I think is good as well moving over to the linebackers and I'll take the Saints here as well I mean what Demario Davis is doing I don't know how he didn't make the Pro Bowl I don't know who makes you know the full the full final decision I know it's like half fans half players in the league but I mean, I don't know how Demario Davis doesn't make it. He is just a flat-out stud. And if the league doesn't see it by now, I, I just don't understand that. But I feel like right now with Demario and Kwan, what they're doing is outstanding. Kwan, since he's gotten here, he's been just really good. And again, I think he's definitely found a nice fit here in New Orleans. 
And with Demario Davis, just like that little piece that Kwan, you know, took off his plate. Well, I shouldn't say a little, but a piece that he took off of uh, Demario Davis's plate, that's really helped, you know, Davis to make a ton of impact around the whole field. If it's blitzing, if it's coverage, he's just been so, so good here for this Saints team. And again, credit to both of those guys because they've just really rejuvenated this Saints linebacking group, which was just meh at the beginning of the season. Now they're elite. And that's something that I think is really big. And then moving over to the Vikings, I mean, they're just really banged up. You have Troy Dye, who is questionable in this one, but didn't practice either day. Eric Kendricks didn't practice all week, missed last week's game, so I'd be surprised if he goes. You still have Eric Wilson, but he's really your only guy left standing. And again, this group just hasn't been good throughout the year. The only kind of saving grace was Kendricks, but he's not going to be playing in this one. So, I mean, even Eric Wilson, he's average at best. And then looking at the rest of, you know, your linebacking group, I mean, Troy Dye, who right now is your starter, he's questionable, has 29.3 grade. When you're looking at it, it's just not good linebacking play. So, again, you're hoping the Saints could definitely take advantage of this banged-up group. And then finally, moving over to that secondary, and I'll take the Saints here as well. They just played so good last week. And I know you're going to say, oh, they gave them 32 points. No, they played great. and I don't want to hear anything else about it. Lattimore played good. You have Janoris Jenkins playing good. I mean, Marcus Williams did get hurt, but I think he's going to be fine, you know, long-term here for the playoffs and maybe even next week. I think it's a kind of a, um, a short injury, definitely not that serious. So again, I feel like you don't rush him, but it seems like he'll be back for the postseason, if not next week. So I feel like that's obviously really big. You know, Chauncey Garner-Johnson, C.D. Deuce, Malcolm Jenkins, P.J. Williams, D.J. Swearinger. I trust those guys back there right now, which is something that's interesting to say, but they've done it and they've earned it, in my opinion. Now, I think really earning it is when they do it in the postseason, but if they can do it in the postseason, then they really earned it. And again, this would be a nice stepping stone to do that and keep that momentum, play good. And again, we'll see what Dennis Allen can do back there, Aaron Glenn, to help scheme these guys up uh, to do all the right things there. But again, when you look at the Vikings, when they have guys like Cameron Datzler, Harrison Smith, Anthony Harris, Jeff Gladney, Harrison hands, you know, again, I feel like the Saints on offense could take advantage of this. And obviously your safeties are really good with Smith and Harris, but I feel like even, you know, with those guys in there, I don't think it's the strongest group. And I think the Saints could definitely on offense scheme up against it and take advantage. And to me, they're definitely not as good one-to-one here against this Saints secondary. So that's definitely really big there. And then finally, special teams and coaching, starting off with special teams um, right now, Dan Bailey has not been good. I think a lot of Vikings fans know that. And really just around the league, he's missed a ton of kicks, which really hurt them. I think in that Bucks game really hurt them uh, when he just, I think he missed three kicks or something. I mean, he's just had a really tough week then. So you're going to take even Will Lutz, even though he's going through a little of a rough patch, not as big as Dan Bailey. I'll tell you that right now. And Britton Cole quit against, um, you know, Thomas Morstead. I'll still take Morstead, even though he obviously is getting up there in age. And then kick returner, punt returner right now for them is KJ Osborne. I mean, if Callaway plays, I'll take Callaway there. And maybe even Tommy Lee Lewis. I think he's sneakily not been that bad as a returner. So, again, I'll take the Saints special teams. And they've just been so good also uh, defending kicks and stuff like that. They forced the fumble last week. So I'll take the Saints in special teams. And coaching, You got. I'm going to give it a push. I mean, Mike Zimmer is a great coach. And he's always going to, you know, scheme well against Sean Payton. So I do expect this game to stay at least relatively close, I think, for for a lot of the game. Um, again, I, I feel like right now when looking at, you know, these these two guys, two great coaches between Sean Payton and Mike Zimmer, um, they always scheme well. They always get their guys ready to play. So it'll definitely be interesting to see 
how you know the Saints do, how the Vikings do. Definitely something that I am interested in seeing here. And final score, I do think the Saints win this one. I think they get off their two-game losing streak. I'm going to go 31-23 to in this one. I feel like they win probably just, just below double digits. Maybe they do end up getting double digits, but a double-digit win. But I feel like the Vikings will stick close to the Saints because they do. And I feel like that's just kind of a, a certain thing right now with the Vikings and Saints. I think it will be a close game. I think on you know, Christmas Day, prime time, everyone should be hyped up to play. But I feel like at the end of the day, the Saints will be able to kind of pull away late and get that win. So that would obviously be really big there. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. So that means on Twitter, you can follow us at the Houdat Dis. On Instagram, you can follow us at Houdat Discussion. And then you can listen to the Houdat Discussion wherever you get all your podcasts. That means iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. You can find us on all of those sites. So again, it should definitely be a fun game. Definitely happy holidays. You know, enjoy them. Merry Christmas to everyone that celebrates. But I think with all that said, I want to say thank you guys for listening. Turn it loose. And Houdat!